Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 80. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, I have been inspired to release a parallel podcast to Entrepreneur on Fire, which I'm calling The Great Business Experiment. Starting December 24th, 2012, I'll be interviewing one entrepreneur a week for 10 straight weeks who ran a successful Kickstarter campaign. They will share their journey and secrets as to how they did it. Simply search iTunes for The Great Business Experiment and get the inside scoop on the incredibly exciting world of crowdfunding. Okay, let's get started. I am simply overjoyed to introduce my guest today, Amina Falchetto. Amina, are you prepared to ignite? I sure am. All right. Amina is a serial entrepreneur who has started businesses in the Middle East and France. Five years ago, she ditched her corporate suit to share her straight-up business and marketing style with the world. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Amina, but why don't you take it from here? Tell us about you personally and then a little bit about your business. Okay. Well, um, as we were talking about earlier, I'm uh, half English, half Egyptian, and I currently live in the south of France. Um, And that was a great intro you just gave me. And yes, I've been living in the Middle East and now back in Europe, um, setting up various businesses. And in the last few years, I've been working as a marketing consultant. So whereabouts in the Middle East have you lived? Well, I was actually born in Dubai. And so I I lived around um, in Dubai, Qatar, Oman. I moved around quite a lot as a kid. And I also lived in the UK. I studied in the UK, went back to Dubai um, after I got sick of the rain in in the UK. And Five years later, I then decided I wanted to move to France. And so here I am in France, and I've been here almost four years. Very cool. Those are a lot of cool places. Myself, I actually was an officer in the Army for a number of years, so I spent some pretty serious time in the Middle East, 13 months in Iraq and Kuwait and a little bit of time in Saudi Arabia. So I'm definitely familiar on some levels with that part of the world. And do you ever see yourself going back there? Never say never. But it's, you know, it's a different part of the world. My family still live out there, actually, in Dubai. I've got my sister there and my mother. And so, you know, it's always, there's always that connection. Absolutely, Amina. Well, listen, I'm glad we got a little intro. We're obviously going to delve a lot more into that later. But let's start now with how we start every show at Entrepreneur on Fire. And that's with a success quote, because we like to get the motivational ball rolling nice and early to get our listeners really pumped for the content that you have for us. So, Amina, what do you have for your mantra for us today? Well, it's quite a simple quote, but it's not necessarily a success quote. It's um, the creative adult is the child who survived. And this is something really, really important to me, um, coming from a creative background. And I think it's really important in whatever you do is just to embrace that inner child and really remember what it was like when you were a child and being curious and not being afraid to try. I love that quote. It just really speaks to you and your inner voice. And how would you say that you really apply that quote to your everyday life or mentality? Well, I've got a good reminder because I have a two and a half year old daughter. So she always keeps reminding me to be a child. And, you know, when I'm playing with her, it kind of reminds me, you know, to keep, keep it fresh and keep it, you know, very, to be curious. And for me, it's always that way is just, you know, don't be afraid to try because there's nothing more scary than not knowing. 
And if you don't try, then you will never know the outcome. And as far as creativity is concerned, I stopped drawing. I used to be at art school. I used to paint every day. And I stopped for over a decade. And then I decided last year to bring illustration into my business. And my drawings couldn't be any more immature if I tried, I think. And I I deliberately (laughs) keep I keep them that way on purpose because I think it's a fun reminder when I'm talking about dry topics such about like marketing, you know, a little doodle drawing, you know, gets the message across a little bit more effectively than a stock photo or something like that. I definitely hear you. And Entrepreneur on Fire, it's about your journey, Mina. So can you maybe share with us a story where this drawing has actually helped you in a business situation recently? Yeah, sure. It was actually uh, last year, towards the end of last year. I decided to put my marketing consultancy online because I was in the south of France and I don't really speak French. Well, not definitely not well enough to speak to clients in French. Um, so I decided to go online and then I was really faced with um, an interesting challenge with a potential client who wanted me to pitch to them and they said they don't like much many words and things like that. And I was starting to put together a fairly visual PowerPoint and I was like, oh, this really sucks. Um, and I had it all mapped out in front of me, this doodle about how I'd ma- how I'd do their marketing plan and how I visualize their brand. And then the next thing I knew, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to scan this and send it. And they went nuts. And then from then on, that's when I started drawing and putting my drawings online. I love that story. Thank you for sharing that with us. So Amina, we're going to transition now to our next topic. As entrepreneurs, one thing that is present every single day our failures or obstacles or challenges of different sorts that we just need to overcome. Can you take us back to some point in your journey and share with Fire Nation a failure or an obstacle that you had to overcome that was really powerful and that you learned a lot from? And then tell us how you overcame that. Well, probably the biggest challenge I've faced recently, as I've mentioned, is that I'm in the south of France. We made a decision to move here four years ago, and a lot of that was for a lifestyle change and to have a family. And then I realized I was faced with this challenge of wanting to go back to work, but wanting to be as with my child as much as possible. And then I realized that I live in a cute little village on top of a hill in the south of France where nobody speaks a word of English. So for me, it was a big challenge. Like, how am I going to run my business when I don't speak the same language as the people around me? And previously, I've only ever had offline businesses. So the biggest challenge, obviously, was the language. And that's really what I did when I went, that's how I went online. And I decided that what I was going to do was put my business online so I could actually reach out to the world versus being stuck with my environment. And the lessons I learned from that was really just to be flexible and, you know, to explore other options. And it goes back to that whole, you know, the creativity and just being curious and open to different suggestions and different things. And I mean, I haven't looked back really. That's a great lesson to be learned from that. And we'll use that to move to the next topic, which is the other end of the spectrum. And you've been very fortunate where you don't necessarily have a specific down and out failure that you can draw up and really kind of reminisce on and and draw strength from or whatever. But you definitely are an inspirational person where you're having these aha moments every single day. And you've actually already spoken of one with your doodling that was very powerful and you're using that in your business now. And that was a great aha moment that you've had about how to connect with your clients. Can you share with us another moment like that that you've had in your past that Fire Nation could really draw some great lessons from? Well, one big aha moment I had was actually quite recently was when I decided to take a social media blackout and I completely logged off uh, all social media. I stopped blogging. I just disappeared from the internet for three and a half weeks. 
And the reason why I did that was because I was basically testing a theory that I needed space to create and to actually formulate my ideas and actually flesh out projects I had I, I was thinking about doing and a lot of the projects I thought I should be doing, I abandoned. So the big aha moment for me in that was just like, you cannot create when you're constantly consuming other people's content. So I didn't read business books. I didn't read business magazines. You know, I just went straight off into doing what I did that would feed my creativity and feed my soul and make me happy. And that for me was huge. And I think that it was also the realization that the that your business can continue and can exist without you constantly being connected 24-7. Okay, let's delve into this a little bit. Let's look at both ends of this kind of spectrum here. Take us through what a normal day in your life was before you went through this social media fast and what it seemed to be consumed with and what you were producing. And then take us into a few days into the social media fast and kind of show us how it can compare and contrast. And I would just love to hear from Fire Nation's perspective exactly the differences between the two. Oh, it's pretty, it's pretty embarrassing to actually talk about what was happening just before I went on my blackout because I was in really bad habits. I would charge my phone next to my bed and the first thing I'd do when I woke up would, would be check the time and then check my Facebook and check my Twitter. And I was like, this is, you know, really bad habit. And I was consumed. I'd be having my breakfast, flicking through my phone, going through my emails. And my day would then be about creating conversations and I'd be answering emails, working with clients, but then it was always kind of back onto social media, what's going on, posting this, sharing that, you know, and I was confusing um, achievement, you know, activity with achievement. And I was actually finding myself so, so busy, but I really wasn't achieving half as much as I should have been given the amount of hours I was putting in. And bear in mind, the reason why I decided to become an entrepreneur is because I didn't want to be chained to a desk all day. And I was chaining myself to a desk only because I wasn't getting everything done that I needed to in the right amount of time because I was wasting time on other on, on social media channels and things like that. So three or four days into the social media blackout, I was kind of a bit twitchy and <laughs> everything <laughs> felt a bit strange. Um, but it was the first two days were actually quite hard, but then it became so liberating. You know, that I had those couple of minutes where I'd be like oh I wonder what the world is doing should I just log in I'm like no you're not going to do that you know you've deleted the apps from your phone for a good reason and I suddenly realized that I was I had so much more time to do things I wanted to do um, I had more time to concentrate on what was actually important in my business and I had a whole lot of free time as well which was really great because it meant that I could get on with actual creative projects that I wanted to do um, versus constantly feeling like I was chasing my tail that's great. Now, talk to us about one or two of these projects that you really felt like you took massive strides in because of the social media blackout. Well, one was actually realigning my, well, I actually initially, I was realigning my business and I was going to make some massive changes. And then I realized it wasn't broken, so I wasn't going to fix it. So all I did was just kind of tweak things and repackage. Um, I had my website redesigned. Um, that was one creative project. And then there were other personal creative projects I needed to do. Um, I started painting again. I started doing some different crafty things which were just mainly for me um, but I know that that's important because you need to have that balance in life because life isn't just about working you know we we work to live not the other way around and I found before I went on my blackout I was you know living to work and it's kind of an unhealthy situation. Now do you notice anything else along those lines as far as did your daughter make any comments or any family or friends around you about 
a change that they saw in your mentality and just how you carried yourself over those three weeks? There was definitely a lot more fun and I was a lot more present. And it's it's a really sad reality of the world we live in. It's always on, always on. I It was quite nice to go out and play with my daughter without sort of looking at her with a phone. I mean, that's a really embarrassing confession. Like, you know, it, it horrifies me when I think that we would go for a walk as a family and I'd be there on my phone, you know, taking photos like, what can I put on Facebook? What can I tweet? And it's just stupid. So um, my daughter doesn't talk all that much. And I don't think she really noticed, but she was definitely happy to have her mummy around a bit more. That's great. And something that I wrote down while you were talking is confusing activity with achievement. I feel like that's a really powerful phrase and it's something that we should all really focus on because just because we're busy and just because we're active doesn't mean we're actually achieving something or taking steps forward in our businesses. And a lot of the things that you were talking about were ringing very true with me. And I know they're ringing true with a lot of the listeners today because we feel like if we're not busy at a certain moment, then potentially we're doing something wrong, but it's not always about being busy. It's about being in the right state of mind. And have you felt that being in the right state of mind has been truly beneficial to your achievement aspect of that? Absolutely. Because in the past, I had a completely offline business that I ran with my husband, John, when we were in the Middle East. And that business was quite, it was very, very seasonal. Uh, There were certain times of the year that we just couldn't operate the business which meant that we would have a couple of months to travel the world and do whatever we wanted to. And I know that if I'd been in that situation now where I felt like I had two months with no work, I would probably be panicking only because I've just got into that cycle of being constantly busy. But it's actually very, very liberating. I mean, that's actually very an idyllic situation to be able to have that time off. And what people forget is that time off is just as important as time on. And everything, you know, it doesn't always have to be full on, full on, full on. And that's unsustainable. Definitely unsustainable. And on that note, Amina, have you had an I've made it moment? It's always a hindsight moment. I always look back and think, oh, that was amazing. And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, I did, why didn't I appreciate it then? I always wanted more. I wanted more. I, I think the day that I say I've made it is probably the day that I die because um, I don't think it's in my makeup to even think about like I have made it because when I get to the stage I want to be I'm always looking forward what next what next what do I want next and um, so I I think it sort of the I made it moment kind of is a bit complacent to be honest it's a place of complacency yep and that's one reason why I love this question because I get such a wide array of answers some entrepreneurs say absolutely I have an I made a moment every single day Others on the other end of the spectrum say, I will never have an I've made a moment because that means that I'm just not continuing to push myself. And for me, I feel like a, somewhere in the middle is probably the right answer where you're actually setting goals, you're driving hard to those goals. And then once you do achieve that, you need to really appreciate the accomplishments that you've had. So I feel like it's about the journey. You're in a place right now where you are really enjoying your journey and you're looking back and seeing some I've made a moments that you've had in the past and that may help you in the future realize, hey, I need to actually really realize these I've made a moments in the present. That's for sure. I do agree with that. So, Amina, we're going to move now to the next topic, which is your current business. I would really like to kind of give Fire Nation a good grasp about everything that you're doing right now. But let's just start with one thing that's really exciting you right now about your business. The really exciting thing about my business right now is that I am working with some really, really awesome entrepreneurs who are just kind of starting out, upping their game, and it is seriously good fun and I'm loving it and I'm really lucky to be in a position where I get to choose the clients I work with 
And it really does rock my world. It's fantastic. So how have you actually found that you've reached a point where you're having these great entrepreneurs reaching out to you and you're able to kind of choose and pick which ones you really are excited to and want to work with? How do I do it? I actually have tweaked how I reach out to people a little bit. I'm not sort of leaving it to all the whole sort of idea of inbound marketing and social media. I'm actually reaching out to people um, who I used to know in my past, who I people in my network that I used to work with on a face, you know, face to face on a daily basis. And because of that, I'm meeting more like minded people. I'm just, you know, keeping a hustle on every day, basically. So the word entrepreneur is a mystery to most people, Amina. At Entrepreneur on Fire, we like to pull the curtain back and kind of give our listeners a sneak peek into what exactly it is an entrepreneur will do during the course of a day. It's very interesting on your end because you used to be overindulgent with social media, then you went through a fast. So I think this would be pretty interesting. Can you kind of take us through a course of, of your day where you found a happy medium as far as balancing social media with achievement, with work, and all that encompasses that? The one thing that I do is I basically have everything on on a grid. It's basically I have a little matrix, you know, what's important and urgent, what's important, not urgent, you know, that whole thing. And, you know, what is not important but urgent to do. And that's how I basically organize my day. Um, my day obviously kicks off with my two-and-a-half-year-old jumping on the bed. And... <laughs> And, and it's a great way to start the day, in all honesty. Um, so she, it keeps me busy in the morning until I, I drop her off at daycare. And actually, the reason she's in daycare is, one, to get socialized, and two, to give me some time to do my work. But it actually means that when I go to pick her up at 4 o'clock, I am done for the day. And that's it. And if I can't get it done between 9 and 4 when she's not here, it just doesn't get done. Um, and because of that, I've had to be extremely focused. It's, you know, my day is mainly dealing with emails and client calls. And if, if there is time to get onto social media, I'll do it. And if there isn't, well, too bad. You know, tomorrow's another day. It's a great attitude to have. And it really kind of brings into focus Parkinson's law, which is that work expands the amount of time that's allotted to it. And the fact that you know that you have nine to four to work and that you're going to be focused during that time, you're in all reality probably going to be getting as much or more done during those hours than you would if you knew that you had an unlimited amount of time till say midnight because you would just allow one thing or another to distract you away from your main focus. But now that you have that, you can just drive forward. Absolutely. And, you know, and also sometimes life happens as well. That's one big reminder I always tell people is that if it doesn't get done today, you know, you can always do it tomorrow. And you have to also be able to fit in when life happens and not be able to, you know, not panic. Because, for example, I lost a day last week because my little girl fell and bumped her head and had to go and have some stitches. And, you know, it's like that was it. The day was gone. I couldn't take her back to daycare and I didn't really want to. And I was like, you know, at the end of the day, what's really, really important? Yes, my business is important. My clients will understand, you know, because life happens. And it's about making sure that however you structure your business is that you allow yourself to have time and concentrate on what really, really is important. And that, again, like I say, as I said, you know, life is for living. It's not for working. And if you can make sure that you're being honest with yourself that yes, when I'm working, I'm really doing something and I am working. I'm not mucking about at my desk. You know, I'm working. Um, in order, so you can have that downtime to really do what you want to do with your life. So Amina, you share with us the hint of some pretty exciting things coming up in your future. In general, can you just give us a, your overall vision 
for where you're taking your company? I am, my vision changes on a daily basis, actually, I think at the moment, (laughs) just um, my, the future of the company at the moment, it's kind of growing organically, which is very interesting. Like I always said, I wasn't going to have a team and I wasn't going to do this. And I, you know, I'm always concentrating on what I don't want because it helps me get closer to what I do want. Um, Things are just growing by themselves. You know, I'm always very open and very curious and I explore different things. I don't have a you know, I don't want to have a huge, you know, I mean, if I'll cut corporate towers, that kind of makes me shudder, you know, I don't want to create my own thing that I just left. Um, but in terms of the, the future is that, you know, just want to keep on working with some really awesome people and, you know, keep doing some drawings. You know, I do these brand identity visualizations, which I love doing um, because it gets me in touch with some really, really interesting creative people. And that's pretty much what I want to keep on doing. Sounds exciting. So, Amina, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. This is the lightning round. I get to ask you a series of questions. You can come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does sound like a plan? Okay. <laughs> what was one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I guess it was fear at the beginning, just the fear of the unknown. And at the time, I was... 26 years old living in Dubai and I was kind of scared like what would anyone take me seriously I was a woman in an Arab in a man's world in the Arab world and it was just like would I be able to do this and it was my husband John who was the one who said you know what it's not the problem with your boss that you've got it's a problem with the fact that you can't work for anyone but yourself so he kind of coached me through the whole thing that I would call him up and have tantrums and be like ah my boss is an idiot I'm gonna quit today and he's like no 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 don't quit just yet. Just get your or everything organized, get your clients lined up and everything like that. And so then it was just like, boom, I left and I had clients straight away. So when I set up my business, I made more money in the first month than I would have done if I'd been employed for several months. Love it. What is the best business advice you ever received? The best business advice I ever received was just basically to be extremely honest with yourself and be clear on what you really, really want. And it's a lot harder to do than it is said, really. Absolutely. What's something that's working for you or your business right now? For me, as I said earlier, is that, you know, basically one thing that's working for me right now and and is often neglected is making sure that you use your network and the people around you to help you grow your business. Because I always use the example with my clients of Frank, which is a network that most people ignore, when, especially when it comes to online or starting up a business. And Frank applies to your family your, you know, your relatives, your acquaintances, your neighbors or colleagues, and then kids. And it depends on your business where the kids applies. But it's basically making sure that people around you who you've been spending maybe a lifetime nurturing relationships with know what you're doing. <laughs> and um, I've been applying that to my business a lot in recent months. And it really has made a huge difference. I love that acronym. I've never heard it. So that's very interesting. I'm definitely going to put that up in the show notes. Amina, do you have a book that you think would be great for entrepreneurs to read? My reading list is kind of limited to sort of Eric Carle and The Hungry Caterpillar these days. But um, (laughs) the one book I've read recently that I loved was The Power of Unpopular by Erica Napolitano. Awesome. I will absolutely be linking that up in the show notes as well. And Amina, this is the last question. It's my favorite question, but it's kind of difficult. So just take your time, digest it, then come back at us with a great answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, 
identical to earth, but you knew nobody. You still have all the experience and all the knowledge you currently have, but only $500 in your pocket, a computer with internet access, and your food and shelter is taken care of. What do you do in the next seven days? The first thing I would do is go down to the nearest coffee shop and buy myself a coffee, and I would talk to everyone who came in. I would then probably go to an art shop and buy some paper and some pens and then go to another coffee shop and talk to everyone again and I would draw and I would just have conversations with people. I definitely wouldn't use my computer in those seven days. It's a very unique perspective, but it's very actionable. I like it. I like that perspective. You've given us some great actionable advice this entire interview, Amina, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Well, when it comes to some guidance, um, as I said, is you know, I always say to people, you can't have everyone love you. So be honest with yourself and never be afraid to polarize opinions and be cool with people hating you because it means you've made a difference. Hmm. Um, and a plug, you gave me an awesome plug at the beginning of the interview that, yeah, I'm... I'm a marketing consultant living in the south of France. I, I'm lucky enough to work with some pretty awesome people on their marketing, especially working on their online projects and getting themselves online. And I just want to thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, Amina, thank you. And we'll be linking up everything in the show notes, including how people can contact you and all of that. So again, thank you for your time. It is extremely valuable and kind of you and very generous. Fire Nation, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads a month Entrepreneur on Fire generates? Chris Brogan did, and when he sponsored an episode, he saw great results. If you'd like to have 15 seconds at the top of one of our shows to share your product or message, go to www.sponsoreofire.com to find out more. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.